Hello, and thank you for joining us again on Into the Prey. We've got a quick favour to ask you guys before listening to this week's episode. We want to ask you to go ahead to rate and review Into the Prey so that we can lift the level of what we're doing further. Visibility in the podcast charts would help with that massively. It would also help to address the imbalance where folk can often be very specific and more than willing to leave reviews or so-called reviews when they're not happy with what we're doing. So there are, we believe, a vast majority of you who are happy and appreciative and grateful. It'd be very good to convert that into rates and reviews that give us a more reflective presence in the podcast chart so if you go ahead and do that we've also got a new patreon page if you want to become one of our patrons stroke supporters please do follow that link look at the information and consider doing that as well thanks again for listening and please do feel free to use the contact page to drop us a line with any questions thoughts or reflections the devil wants that on the one half is the blessing camp and on the other half is the repent camp that's what the devil wants okay and that is what's happening but actually, it comes back to this misunderstanding of what it means to, to know and worship and love a good God. Is that the blessing is the repentance. God, for all intents and purposes, needn't be there. And we need to recapture a sense of the godness of God, the greatness of God, the majesty of God. All right, well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 38, I think, of our fourth season of Into the Prey. It's our Wednesday session with Dave Brennan and Mary. Mary's not here, unfortunately. We're, we're kind of a little bit tight around the edges at the minute um, in terms of time and capacity to do everything that we're doing. So sometimes it means we have to shift things around a little bit just to um, make things work. But Dave is kindly joining me again down in Norwich. How's it going? Yeah, going well, thanks. Just got back from a, a little trip to the exotic Basingstoke, so that was good. Basingstoke? Basingstoke, yeah. It's one of those um, towns outside of uh, outside of London that sort of uh, didn't seem to have a sort of town planning phase. Massive roads going right through the centre, that sort of thing. Um, but it was good. Yeah, we had a good time. We was preaching at a couple of churches and then we did a, a public education display an outreach at the town centre yesterday, which was really encouraging, actually. It was good. Mm. Always good to be encouraged. Um, we're going to talk about transgenderism again, I think, today, because at least I think that's what we're planning on talking about. Um, I want to just maybe let's kick, kick us off for today and I'm keeping an eye on time um, with this. But, you know, you'd, you'd made a comment and for folk listening regularly you'll remember Dave saying something to the effect of this and I was encouraged because I think this is what I've been saying as well and it's just a sense of harmony in our conversations but the sense in which as as we talk more and more and I think this is a direct fruit actually of our having weekly conversations rather than say fortnightly or monthly conversations it is a live sense in which the Lord meets us and helps us and one of those areas that I think is becoming increasingly clear in us and I think seeing that clarity for others as well is that there is an interconnectedness of all these different things and often things that are pigeonholed and compartmentalized um actually are much more intimately connected than we than we think um so with that in mind and the question why are we talking about transgenderism when we're talking about abortion um is do you have anything you want to kick us off with i mean I, i've got a couple of thoughts no, I think that's helpful. The, the reason fundamentally these issues are interconnected is that they, they come from the same 
place that, that, that these ideas and that these cultural phenomena haven't just come out of nowhere they don't just emerge um randomly but they stem directly from ultimately the rejection of god a denial of god leads to all sorts of you know insanities and and abuses and i think especially um i think transgender in a sense transgenderism is the apex of that in one dimension which is the the denial of of objective truth itself as even in principle it's an it's a denial that what you say is true mm-hmm. um uh, is true if i say something else is true it, it, it's just it's the death of objective truth and it's been replaced by a battle of individual wills which which you know play it out and someone has to win but not on the basis of whether it's true basically mm-hmm. on the basis of whether the other one is terrified into submission that's basically the that's era good, we're moving into that's a good way of putting it yeah um that was um seen very clearly through your little encounter which dave i have to say for those listening again everybody will agree with this you were very very gracious with laurie penny and um mary and i were chatting about that afterwards thinking i'm not sure I would have been able to handle that in the same way. I mean, I don't mean I would have been like arms flailing and like just mm. raving, but your composure there is very important. And I think you handled that really well. Um, so that was important. And I think, again, for folk, folk having an awareness of that, you know, just that, that those are the kind of things that go go on on the streets, you know, for folk in a regular way, it, would be good for us all to be, I think, slightly less sheltered um, from some of these madnesses, and they are madnesses, and hence to two Thessalonians two and the delusion and so on. Um, I, I remember listening back to a little bit this morning. I don't know how it popped up on my phone, but just where I posed the question, it would be good for us all to think about what it would be like for us to be living in a world where God had sent a delusion. Um. I think as we think about that type of question, then we might start to imagine a world that we actually are living in and that might help us. Um, can I can I just say, thinking of this interconnectedness, and this is partly because we've not had time to approach this episode with any more structure, can I just say something that I think has become clear to, to myself? And I was in a conversation with Steve Buckley, and this, this is um, a plug a little bit for our video series called to the church in Great Britain. That's that's the title of this new vlog video series that you can find on YouTube starting this week. To the church in Great Britain, which is obviously um, a sense of play on words from Revelation to the church in Sardis, to the church in Philadelphia, whatever. Steve Buckley and I are friends, and um, I love Steve. Steve's, Steve is a great guy, um, massive um, ability to think and communicate and but also just the kind of guy that just makes me laugh um even about things that aren't that funny you know that it just tickles it tickles you anyway and we were talking about this issue of driscoll's church rise and fall of mars hill abusive male leadership like with mark and so on um but the issue of male leadership i know we're going off tangent here from transgenderism but staying on track with the interconnectedness issue of things. The thing that, that struck me and and him, Steve, at the time, just this week in, in speaking, was this, that the um that this issue of of male and female, so this is why it links to our conversation today on transgenderism, this issue of male and female 
whether gender, homosexuality, or indeed leadership, spiritual authority in the church, in the home, is is way more significant and important than even I or Steve had thought. As we were talking, it just became clear from, a, and again, interestingly, complementing each other, um, just the sense in which the church isn't going to be prepared for the return of the Lord, whether in our lifetime or not, unless we get this issue sorted. In other words, the the kind of acquiescing to the on this issue. Well, if you if if you think that only men can lead church, that's fine. But we're going to do it like this. You know that is is catastrophic for the church. Um, God has put into His order. He's put into His government a certain order, a certain reality, which will sit more more comfortably or more naturally with some of us more than others, depending on personality, upbringing, experiences, all of all of the the complex matrix of things. But that doesn't negate what God has said in terms of his order of certain things. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, so I don't know if you've got any immediate thought on that, but it, it became very clear to us and we've started to then have new conversations and it will fuel this new video series about Driscoll and about David Koresh in, in Waco in the, in the 90s. But just that we're not unaware of the devil's schemes and this is a major scheme of the, of the, of the, of, of the enemy to either negate gender or to negate, for example, you know, spiritual authority in the church or in the home. You know, it's the same issue, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, what we're seeing, I think, is a, is a clash not only of conclusions, but of, you know, entire methodologies, if you will, or, or worldviews, even within the church, a clash of worldviews, because you've got, you've got people who are speaking and acting as though um, what I want, my preference, is sovereign essentially it's about what i'm comfortable with it's what i want it's what makes me feel um fulfilled or um acknowledged or valid or whatever and that's a very very different system from quite simply what has god said and what is god like uh because he's the creator so he knows best and that's why that's why transgenderism is so very very significant because um and I, and I, in a in a, in a sense, I I kind of discovered this backwards a little bit because um, uh, in the twenty nineteen general election, I don't know if you know this actually, Nick, but I I, I stood in the general election um, mm. down here in my my uh, local constituency, and we had these hustings, which are you know basically open a sort of panelled debate um, for all the candidates to kind of have their say. And it's a great opportunity to stand up and, and say what you're standing for and so on. And it was a real surprise to me that, because I was standing on uh, a number of issues, it wasn't a single issue thing, but one of our five key issues we were standing on was abortion um, and and seeking an end to abortion. Um, and I was expecting big pushback on that, as you do. You know, you expect people to kick off when you stand against abortion. But where they really kicked off, and I would even go so far as to say where it looked as though potentially there was demonic manifestation going on in the room, was when it got to transgenderism. And I didn't expect that, but that's what it was. They hit the roof. People were literally clamoring for me to be thrown out of the of the building. Some were standing up and, and stomping out. There was shouting. And, um, and I think what I learned that day was, wow, Satan really, really loves transgenderism and he does not want it 
challenged or opposed. And yeah. why is that? Because it is such a direct, full frontal assault on um, creation, us as we are made. It's this insistence, no, we can recreate ourselves at will and decide what we want to be. And that is just such a direct rejection of God. Um, so brazen um, because it's denying what is just patently true before your eyes, that boys are boys and girls are girls. But but th this is this is why it's significant. So yes, transgenderism in a sense is the extreme and there are more subtle versions of the same thing going on when we try and twist gender roles generally. But um, because it's the extreme and because there's such a strong push behind it, it's ever so important we have clear thinking on it and we stand against it because you give it an inch and it will take a mile and it makes it harder next time to stand up if we've already given space to pretend that something is true when it's not. Yeah, I mean, part of the, the education for myself recently has been to look at some Jordan Peterson videos. I've mentioned that a couple of times recently. I feel very late to that party. I'm not um, becoming a, a Jordan Peterson groupie. Um, or necessarily buying any of his books or anything, but I'm intrigued by watching some of the videos where he has, and you're talking about demonic activity there. I've seen a couple in just the last week or so that, you know, he'll he'll either be in a lecture hall somewhere in Canada or on the street outside the university or something, and he'll be literally, literally surrounded by mm. livid, livid young yeah. people, some of whom have yeah. quote-unquote transitioned. Um, but there is no denying the, the, the sincerity of their... Um, despising there's no sincerity there's no doubt in the sincerity of their anger they're raging and i think that i think that's what you're saying that you know there is this there is this satanic rage linked to this issue which should be a, a should be a signpost for us yeah um so i would i would encourage everybody to to check that out if you've not seen that to be aware again guys in the uk or if you're in the us or in europe perhaps i don't know canada this this thing with Jordan Peterson, it's it should regardless of whether he's a Christian. People often talk about that. Is is don't know. Is he a, it doesn't really matter. In, well, it doesn't matter. But you know, it's not helping us to. It's not stopping us to see what's going on if he's not saved. Um, so check it out. Spend some time this week. Look at some videos. You know, listen to the and and watch somebody with the gifting of Peterson um, grappling with. What is demonic uh, delusion um, and so on? Mm. And it's worth mentioning for those who aren't aware that where it kicked off with Peterson was not was not um, him going out of his way to, you know, disprove what some people were choosing or believing for themselves, but where there was the possibility of him being forced to affirm something he believed to be a lie. To, to, to he was there was the possibility of him being forced to use certain language to describe people that simply was not true and he didn't believe to be true and that's where again transgenderism is very significant because they're not just going for you know allow me for example as an adult to undertake some surgery and get on with my life without you know um persecution no that's not what it is it's it's very swiftly moved on to and you must affirm the lie that I am saying. You need to say that black is white and white is black. You need to you need to say what I'm telling you to say. And if you don't, I'm going to kick off. And it's that that shows just how extreme it is and how sort of uh, totalitarian it is that um they're not going for tolerance. That's not what this is about. You know, this is not about tolerance. It's not about live and let live. It's about um a certain ideology gunning for 
nothing short of world domination. That is that is what this yeah. ideology wants. Yeah. And um and that again is why it's significant. That's why we need to have the courage to stand firm because you can't appease. It's just like with, you know, I think we mentioned this before, didn't we? Chamberlain and Churchill and Hitler. Mm. It, it is it is foolish to think that you can appease a tyrant like Hitler um and uh, and it's and it's going to go well for you. It's not going to end well for you. I think I think Churchill's uh, was it Churchill? I think it might have been Churchill. He said, you know, appeasing is like um feeding a a crocodile hoping that you're the last person it's going to eat. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it, it is not getting to the root of the issue and and that's why it really matters and that's why um, I mean, it was only quite instant. I was just, uh, to be honest, I was, I was just a bit taken. I, I, I didn't expect what happened there in the beginning of the, the video with Laurie Penny, but I didn't for a moment want to kind of pander even mm. on a short-term basis to the nonsense, frankly. And I, I like the, I liked the girl, but I had a nice time chatting with her. I enjoyed it. She was civil and sh- she wanted to talk. So all credit to her for that and publicly at that. So great. You know, I've got nothing I, against her at all, but I wasn't yeah. going to for a moment agree to call her they because that's not what she is no i I, i'm not sure i agree i i'm not sure she was civil um i think she was polite i don't think she was civil Mm. i think yeah sure the civility issue for me is where she's describing abortion Mm. as Mm. morally reprehensible or something to that effect Mm and it doesn't matter what level of voice volume of voice you use or you know what your stature is physically or whatever it that is the most yeah. is the most i don't know it is it, 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 it seems worse sometimes even when it is that kind of no yeah do, do you see what i'm saying i'm not i'm not yeah. i'm not disagreeing with you mate i'm just i'm just saying again language matters um yeah yeah um did you have any more thoughts on that? I'm I just. I, I want to. I want to encourage people with this thought that the devil is on a leash, and if if you're in the world with a Godward heart, you're going to find it very difficult to live in the world. It's not. You know, if you're if you're not bothered, if you don't feel a level of distress, I would have. It's like a spiritual pulse. Have you got a spiritual pulse? If you're quite happy doing life, if Jesus gave you the option of being with Him now or staying here, and you wanted to just stay here until you've done a bit more of this, that or the other. There's an issue of your what's going, are you really reading the signs of the times, that kind of thing. I want to encourage people that the devil's on a leash and that if we would, as the refrain in Revelation says, if we would have ears to hear what he's saying and doing, we'll see that the enemy is, in a sense, showing his hand increasingly through the types of things mm. you've just described, the rage, the the post-rational age that we live in. And and make no mistake, guys, listening, you might think, well, this is all very well for Dave Brennan, Nick Franks, Mary Franks, whatever. Um, this is going to come to our doorstep individually in ways that we won't have expected, you know, and we, ha- we have to be switched on to what the Lord and his sovereignty is allowing us to see because I, I think it's I think it's giving us um, a glimpse into what God regards as essential by way of change uh, in in Christian discipleship. Yeah, the reality is again. I think this is a, a quote attributed to Martin Luther. We I think we've referenced it before, but he says something along the lines of, "You know, if you claim to stand on the Word of God, uh, but you don't stand on it on the precise point where it's being attacked by the world and the devil at this moment in time, then yeah. it's a total farce. It's a pretense." And and so this is why the transgenderism debate is not optional. You can't opt out of it. Um, 
not not only because it's going to come after you anyway you know you you're, you're not going to be able to stay so called neutral for very long because it's going to arrive in your workplace it's going to arrive in your kids schools whatever yeah um it will affect but, all but of us it, it will it will because, because it's not up for some kind of truce or treaty it's it's not about tolerance um but even just aside from that if we cannot speak the truth about a boy being a boy and a girl being a girl if we can't stand on that truth then how on earth can we proclaim the full gospel and the whole counsel of God effectively if we can't even stand on basic yeah. biology and and what it says right from the beginning of the book, Genesis 1 uh, and Genesis 2, that God made mankind male and female. If we can't stand on that, how mm. on earth are we going to be faithful witnesses on the rest of it? And how do we think that society will will take us seriously when we talk about the truth if we won't stand on the truth. So I think we, it's just ever so important for people to have a holistic view of all this stuff. We've got to stand on the truth at every point. You know, mm-hmm. I think someone said to, I think it's to John MacArthur, I think someone said, you know, oh, come on, is this the hill to die on? He says, the first hill I come to is the hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> you know, it's just, if, if I come to a hill, I die on it. It's not really our place to yeah. opt out of certain battles. You know, we just got to be faithful and, um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, yes, it takes a bit of courage, but it's easier today than it will be tomorrow um, because we can very easily get into a habit of acquiescence and appeasement if we don't just start right now where we are and not, uh, we just got to say, I'm not going to budge. And, um, and it's interesting because we've got these familiar quotes and stories. And and of course that old story of the, the emperor and his new clothes, it took a little boy, didn't it, to just say it how it is. The simplicity of a child to say he hasn't got any clothes on. Yeah. Um, but everyone else is operating uh, in this kind of under this fear of man, and that's and that's what we're seeing. That the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. But when we throw off the fear of the Lord and we start fearing man instead, that's the beginning of insanity. And that's the the, the culture we're living in now, where people are afraid of each other. And so they say what some people want them to say or it has no bearing on the truth. And it's just that we're seeing the beginnings, well, more than the beginnings, the the disintegration of society because objective truth is out the window uh, because, because people have thrown out the knowledge of God. You're a quote factory today, Dave. You're on fire. With, <laughs> with, you're on fire with the quotes, and uh, which is good. Which reminds me of another quote on what you've just said. There's something. It's a, it's a very poorly paraphrased quote, but something to the effect of: "If all things, like it says in Colossians one or thereabouts, um, if all, all things hold together in Christ, and we are as a society, church, letting go of Him, it stands to reason, does it not, that?" we are disintegrating if all things hold together in Christ. And I think that's, I think that's probably what we're seeing. We'll, we'll come to pray now, I think, but just want to encourage again, everybody listening to that this issue, again, it's not about sexuality, gender issues alone. It affects the multiplicity of issues here. And I think up the top of them is this issue of male and female. He made them in the image of God. He made them. Um, and I want to encourage you to listen to what to track with this YouTube video series. I've been really encouraged by the church leaders who've responded to to get involved and to say this as well that the the, the caliber of of contribution of of conversation from some of these guys is quality and it's high quality. And I don't know what 
context you're listening in from this morning. I don't know what teaching you get on a regular basis. I don't know what kind of stand, if any, the people that lead your church make on things. Just to encourage you, listen, please listen with an open heart to what these church leaders are saying, and particularly on this issue of male-female leadership in the church. Um, you don't. I don't think you need to have a a particular prophetic gifting to recognise at the minute that um, through through very very tragic extreme cases, whether the Driscoll scenario at Mars Hill or in the UK here, the horrific um, murder of Sarah Everard. I mean, pray for that family, guys, every day. Pray for them. You know, whether it's whatever the the case may be, that there is an attack against the family, but there is at the top of that, I think, uh, attack against men, against masculinity, as God means masculine leadership to be. Um, so, so please, please listen to these videos and go to the Bible. Be like a Berean, you know, be like a Berean Jew. Go to the scriptures and don't rely on the constitution of the church that you go to for faithfulness spiritually in, in today's day and age. These things are infinitely important. There's a great weight to them. We're not here to entertain and be funny and humorous and stand-up comedians. We're here to be faithful, and that's not going to happen um, with laissez-faire or with the same old, same old. Um, should we pray, mate? Mm, yeah. Lord, I thank, I'm thankful for... I'm just thinking of the... Um, the beginning of Bonhoeffer's book, Life Together, some of which is questionable, but the, the beginning of it, which I think is very, very beautiful and very important, the often neglected um, value that is placed on being in Christ with a brother or indeed a sister. Being in Christ in family, genuine family, is such a precious thing. Even in this live moment, just being able to speak and think and pray with brothers and um, for guys listening, Lord, we thank you for your family on the earth. We thank thank you for Psalm 2.8 and that promise that, Jesus, you will inherit a family, that you are going to be married literally. There will be a literal consummation. Please help us in our thinking so that we're not conditioned by the the parables, the, the pictures, the copies that we have on earth that are only supposed to point to the transcendent reality of you above all of that. Please help us to look to you. Please help us to fix our eyes on you. And um, I pray for boldness again, Lord. We, we ask for these podcasts to do that, to be instruments in your hands that create holy, righteous boldness within your people to be the kind of disciple that you've always meant us to be which is countercultural, often counterintuitive, but that is compelled above all things by your glory and love for you. So we pray for folk listening to this, particularly who are in difficult situations of liberal compromise or progressive, whatever, Lord, that you would give them great wisdom as well as great boldness, that Ephesians 1.17, that in the, in the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that there would be that growing knowledge of who you really are, Jesus. We ask and pray in your precious name, the one who stands amongst the lampstands, offering mercy, commanding repentance. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Father, we thank you that uh, the fear of the Lord is pure, making wise the simple. And Lord, we're in an age where we see that upside down and reverse lord that that people are turning to foolish ways mm. um, because that they have left behind the fear of the lord Lord, we ask that you would restore 
amongst your people first and foremost a right fear of you god that we would yes lord do um, mm. that we would just uh, reverence you that our eyes would be fixed on you that we would not want to step to the left or to the right of the path that you've placed us on Lord, we thank you that the fear of the lord is pure that it's mm. it's just so um it's it's so simple because it's just about one thing it's just about what you want lord what what you have said what you what you desire lord we've made this about so many other things lord it, we've, we've tried to make it some kind of democracy or or about pleasing certain people groups or whatever lord please forgive us and uh, grant us true repentance lord that we have just come back to what do you want to hear from our lips lord what what would you like our thoughts to be and how should we operate lord and lord it can be particularly difficult where um we are perhaps close to people who are pulling in different directions perhaps family members perhaps people within our networks or or whatever lord there especially would you give mm. us courage mm. uh, to stand firm yes. uh, on your word and so lord i pray for a special grace for everyone listening in today lord uh, for each one of us Lord, that you would um, give us the grace to stand firm uh, wherever the battle finds us, um, which may not be of our choosing. It may not be where we wanted it to be. We we may have, have had plans to stay out of this or that or whatever. But Lord, in your sovereignty, we are where you've placed us. And so, Lord, where the battle finds us or where you command us to go out and, and find it proactively in the work you're calling us to do, Lord, help us to stand firm. We thank you that that's all you ask of us, really, is to stand firm. That's You don't ask us to mm. to achieve what only you can achieve, Lord. You don't ask us to mm. change hearts. We can't, only you can change hearts, Lord. You just ask us to stand firm. So please help us uh, to be those soldiers of Christ that mm. uh, don the full armour of God and then just stand firm uh, in it. So help us, Lord, to, to see that um, accurately and to and to inhabit that place of just standing firm on your word and we thank you lord that you've given us graciously this revelation mm. you haven't left us without testimony mm. but you've spoken to us not only through the natural world and the way we're made but lord through your word and through your son so thank you that we can know you mm. and we can um, and from you we can draw all the wisdom we need for the for the days in which we live so come and do this amongst us lord we pray in the name of mm. jesus Yes. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. You trusted. It's been a blessing. If you want to help us take these media podcasts and videos and so forth into a new level of production, please do consider going to our Patreon page. You can find that link in the show notes and consider becoming one of our supporters. We'd be grateful. Until next week, let's keep praying. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm.